Welcome to the Ban Hall, a Young Band Directors of Texas podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Chelsea Frazier, president of YBDT, and with me is Amanda Blackstone, our executive director. YBDT is a nonprofit organization for young band directors in Texas. We're here to talk about the ins and outs of teaching band, especially in the first few years of your career. Today we are here with Tyler Simon to talk about teaching band during the COVID-19 pandemic. Join us as we explore what works, what doesn't, and the unexpected silver linings of pandemic teaching. Welcome to the band hall. Hey Tyler, thank you so much for joining us today. How are you? I'm doing really good. Thank you so much for asking. Yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about your current job and how you got there, what your background is? Just give us a little brief bio. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. So I'm currently teaching at Franklin High School in El Paso, Texas. And I actually just moved here at the beginning of, not this year, but the school year in the fall. I was the assistant and then uh, Danny Allen, who was the head director, uh, as a lot of other teachers did, they jumped ship, they retired. And so I you know, applied for the job and I got it. So here I am five months into this new gig and now the head director of a 6A high school. So uh, that's pretty cool. I was previously at uh, Clear Creek High School, another 6A in Houston. And uh, I was the assistant director there for three and a half years. I was one of those really smart college kids who decided to graduate mid-year because that's when all the jobs are open. And super great idea. <laughs> Don't actually do it. No, I and, didn't uh, say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, that's, I'm at Franklin now, so it's, it's a good time. I'm so excited for your new job. I think, you know, it's been one crazy year and that's what we're here to talk about. Um, But either way, you know, I think you're killing it. So definitely happy for you. Um, Speaking of this crazy year, let's talk a little bit about teaching band during a pandemic. <laughs> Do we want to talk about this? Uh, this is, I'm, yeah, I don't this know. About is, there's that. so much for us to talk about. I'm I'm kind of excited to dive into it. Um, and I'm excited about all three of us because I know um, I don't know as much about your situation, Tyler, out there, but I know at least me and Amanda, we've had completely different experiences about what this looks like for us on a daily basis. Okay, so why don't we first go why don't we first talk about our program on a usual year like what is your program what would it normally look like and then we can get get into the differences you want to start Tyler yeah so and let me just say that I don't actually know what this program does on a usual <laughs> year because I just got here so right. this this is all this is my normal right now um, I what I have gathered from uh, Danny and Bruce Beach the uh, other he was the first head director what I gathered from them, it, w- it was a pretty classic 6A program. So marching season, football times, all that good stuff in the fall. Um, they would start picking up jazz band at the very tail end of December. Move into your classic solo, on- you know, solo UIL ensemble contest. Finish out jazz ensemble. And then, of course, start our favorite time of the year, UIL concert site reading. <laughs> and then pick it back up with marching band before the kids... Uh, head out for the summer. So, you know, your classic, you know, white picket fence band 6A life. So that's that's how the, I've, I found that the um, they used to run things here. Amanda, what about yours? Yeah, um, my program is 
kind of unique in that my school's population is a little bit small for this size of the school and the area that we're in. So they do have less kids than what you would imagine, um, you know, a middle school program in my demographic having. But other than that, like a lot of the events um, that you would expect from a Texas middle school program, so some social events, some concerts, some pep rallies, a contest in there, you know, that's pretty much sums up what I expected when I took this job. (laughs) Little did I know. (laughs) What about you, Chelsea? Yeah, mine is, you know, classic, you know, as we keep saying, the classic timeline (laughs) of band in Texas. Um, I have a pretty large program, middle school, six, seven, and eight program. Um, Our sixth grade campus is separate from our seventh and eighth graders. Uh, So that's a little bit different, but they're also right next door, like literally a sidewalk away. So we just walk over, our kids walk over. So we function as a typical six uh, through eight school. Uh, Pretty large, we have three big bands, each pushing over 70 kids in each one. Um, Yeah, it comes with its own issues that we can talk about, but I I do (laughs) like it. Um, And then our sixth grade, ooh, I don't remember the number for this year, but we have some pretty large classes. So I think that's good to give us kind of some perspective as we start talking mm-hmm. about the differences for this year. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, and yes. something I enjoy is that, or something I like about us is all three of us are in different parts of the state. I'm in the Houston area near Sugarland and Richmond Rosenberg. Amanda, you're in the Austin area. And Tyler, you're in El Paso. So the, <laughs> the way that our <laughs> cities have you know, tackled this is, I'm sure, going to be different. Oh, I'm very excited to talk about it. I have lots of feelings about how El Paso <laughs> has decided to tackle the COVID pandemic. Um, I can, I mean, I can jump right in. Uh, so, as a, as if you guys have been aware of the news, like, I know there's been a lot of hot zones everywhere, but El Paso has been blessed with the highest uh, hot zone counts in the in the country, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm pretty sure we're, we're definitely in the top five. And I don't know if that's because of, you know, we're sister cities to Juarez. And so there's not, you know, a lot of our students and families are um, dual citizenship. So there's a lot of traveling back and forth. I mean, I can't tell you how many times a student emailed me, Mr. Simon, uh, I'm not going to turn in my Rhythm Rockers assignment on time because I'm over in Juarez this weekend. I'm like, okay, well, wear a mask, I guess. <laughs> and the laws over there are very, very lax as compared to El Paso. El Paso has done a fairly decent job of you know closing stuff down and having a mask order and those kind of mandates um but it's been it's been absolutely wild i mean we've our episd has applied for every tea waiver that we could find you know looking under every every document doing trying to do everything we can to keep out of school we actually just started hybrid uh probably this our third week of hybrid teaching um, which some of you are probably already familiar with doing. Some of you I know have been doing it since the beginning of the pandemic. And so we're just, we're still trying to figure it out. And it's it's podcasts like these and, you know, other channels have been really, really helpful for me as a teacher because I just have, you know, I have zero expectations. In addition to not knowing the kids really at all because I've only been here for five months. And then, oh, by the way, you know, I need you to listen to me over Zoom and trust that I know what I'm doing, even though, you know, I've, I've only met you. I just like I just learned your name the other day, <laughs> kind of deal. So that's been a uh, that's been very very interesting, and it's 
it's actually uh, it's taught me a lot about myself and how I've ha- have interacted with kids. I've always felt like I'm very good. Like that's been my band superpower is my personal relationship with students. I didn't know there was another level beyond it with Zoom and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Amanda, how has been? Uh, what's it like with with you guys in Austin about the pandemic? Well, we haven't been shut down as badly for as long quite as you guys have been in El Paso like in the schools but also just in El Paso as a city and it's not that we have it under control I mean there are definitely still spikes and definitely still cases but they brought us back to um, hybrid teaching hybrid learning after like a month maybe six yeah probably a month at the beginning of the school year they brought us back and then Um, it's been, it's really up to the parents if they want to be remote or in person and gosh, it changes all the stinking time and it Mm -hmm. drives me nuts. And the kids obviously get pulled out for quarantine, um, which, you know, can happen at any point and can infect, can affect anybody. Um, really our saving grace has been that, um, compared to the way we started hybrid learning, we definitely have a lot more kids back now whether they're back in person because they absolutely could not handle remote learning aka they got zeros in all their classes and (laughs) now they have to be back or you know some some of them like their parents learned more about how like safety was being handled at school and they felt more comfortable about about it and so they sent them back to school but i'm like our saving grace is that most of our kids are in person um but oh man and the ones that aren't still, it's a huge challenge because our district was really big on asynchronous. That was the word they kept throwing out was asynchronous. Mm-hmm. So they were really mm-hmm. preaching to the parents. They don't, you know, kids don't have to log on at a certain time. They can do the work when they choose to do the work. And, you know, we know that middle schoolers, they don't need structure, right? They don't need structure to do works. things, right? Oh and goodness. that has oh. been you know, an adventure for mostly for parents, because I feel like teachers know how much structure kids need during the day and motivation and like that kind of stuff. We know it because that's our job day in and day out. But some parents have been surprised by their students' um, inclinations to do the work or not. So that's that's my long version of what we've been doing. And we're still (laughs) doing. I mean, the kids are still in and out. I have kids that are switching back to remote just at, out of the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, and they're like going to be remote for the rest of the year. And you're just like, like I had a, a, I'll just go ahead and say, I had a clarinet player in my honors band, which by the way, I only have five. So this is one out of five, you know, clarinet players that I have in that band. And she's just like not in class for a few days. And her best friend, who's also in band, is like chilling by herself and acting all, you know, grumpy. And finally I'm like, where is so-and-so and she's like I think she went remote and I'm like what no she didn't so I like sent an email to the kid probably three days in a row like hey are you remote I kind of need to know if you're remote can you tell me now if you're remote and I still didn't hear anything and she wasn't like changed over in our system I finally got a hold of the grandma and sure enough she's remote and the grandma's reason was like oh well you know I got COVID and so she had to miss school and then I finally got to send her back and then one of her students or her fellow students got COVID so then they sent her home and I was just sick of the back and forth so now she's remote 
And I was like, you realize she can't do our band competition now. I, I just want to make sure that you knew that because she was working really hard on the music and now that she's remote, like, I get it, but she can't do that now. And the grandma was like, oh, yeah. Can you give her something else to work on? That's <laughs> just well, like... It's frustrating. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is. I'm sure you're dealing with that too, right, Chelsea? Yeah. So our school district was one of the first, if not the first in the area, to announce that we were going to start in person from day one. Um, so day one of school was both hybrid, was, was bo- it was a hybrid. It was both virtual and face-to-face. Um, and so we, and we've been like that every single day since then. Um, so at first it started, I would say about 50-50, maybe a little less, um, with kids that are virtual and, and face-to-face. And we teach both at the same time, um, which is a whole new level of tired that I'm sure a lot of people listening can understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then as the years progress, like you were talking, Amanda, um, it has gotten more face-to-face. And I think it's a mix of some people realizing that they can't do it at home. Um, and that's okay because that's not everybody's, like how they work, you know? Like if I, <laughs> I try to imagine how I would react if I was in middle school. I wouldn't survive at home. There's no way I could do it. Um, that's just not how I am. But there are some students that I see that are thriving at home. So anyway, some people are learning that this is not, it doesn't work for them. Some people are feeling more comfortable. Um, and yeah, so we've gotten more kids back. But as I was saying earlier, we have some really large ensembles. So the more kids that come back, the bigger issues we have with space. And that's a huge issue. Um, and we can kind of dive into that here in a minute. But space has been a big problem. Teaching both at the same time, every class period of every day is exhausting. Um, yeah, I'm curious, Chelsea. So I know that you guys are doing what they call synchronous, where your kids that are at home, they're still rehearsing with you through the yes. computer at home. Is that something that your district was like, that's what we're doing for every class? Or was that something that you guys chose for your band program to make it easier on you? Uh, we chose it. So our district did not really come out with anything saying, this is how you're going to do <laughs> band um and i think it's because well i think it's because of a lot of things but i think (laughs) (laughs) i think one of the big reasons is no one knows how to do band like this um and i do kind of appreciate the fact that they were like figure it out which on one hand is stressful but on the other hand each campus could kind of figure out what worked for them and their populations um and the other schools in our districts, they have, I would say right now we're, pro- and this is just a rough estimate, we're probably two-thirds in person and one-third online as far as like thinking about my classes and, and kind of what they look like. But I know other campuses around the district look completely different. Um, so we decided, so at the beginning of the year, we felt like we were drowning. Just every single day felt like we I were drowning. I feel that. And as just as we're trying to learn what to do, so we have like these asynchronous assignments and then they're allowed to zoom on these days and then how do we make this work? And then the grading goes up so much. I mean, you guys know, there's just so much that comes with it. And then eventually we decided 
to try and zoom every day and our you know we've gotten a lot of positive feedback about that there are some kids that it's really hard um, and there are some exceptions we've had to make with some families that are maybe all working at home at the same time and maybe having their kid pull out a trumpet at one o'clock every afternoon just does not work and so we've had to make some adjustments for some kids but overall it's been pretty positive and I think the kids rely on that structure um, but it's not perfect because when you're teaching class and you have 40 kids in front of you and then 20 that are online they're so easy to forget about and I say that like it breaks my heart a little bit but it's so easy you know mm-hmm. um, yeah Definitely. so that's what we've been doing Definitely this year, it is, it's like, it's kind of like cooking when you have like six pots and pans on the stove at once and like you're trying to cook something with all those pots and pans and then one of them burns whatever's in there and you're like, ah, crap. Like that's how it feels this whole year because you have, you know, at least in my mind, I have like the remote beginners, the in-person beginners, all different instruments, all different classes, all different places. And then I have, you know, the honors band in person and the honors band remote. And like, it Mm -hmm. literally feels like 20 different frying pans and it is easy to forget one. And like, just because you're juggling all the different ones and it's mentally taxing to keep up with where everybody is yeah yeah especially when you're doing it in the moment like when I'm teaching symphonic band and I have all these kids in front of me and I'm worried about what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing and you know whatever we're working on and then sometimes I forget that I have these kids in front of me on this very small laptop screen you know and I have to watch and monitor what they're doing too and it's just it's just a different level of tired uh it's i think it's it's just so out of the norm and because there's like this there's this um that edu that teaching pace it just totally gets dropped when you move to those kids on zoom and so that's like and that feels bad you know as, as teachers we mm-hmm. love to go like cool we're doing this thing now we're doing this thing now we're doing this thing now we're doing this thing and then every time we try to go to those zoom kids it's like Oh, my mic's not working this time, or my video's not on, or whatever. Like, oh, I'm, I'm supposed to be playing right now. Oh, let me yeah. let me find my instrument. You know, and it just totally kills the vibe. You yeah. Know? That, that's what I found every single time. You could you could actually be getting getting somewhere with those kids in person, and then it and and not to anything not to their fault. Let me just say that like it's not the kids' fault online. It's just. No. You're going through, going from a live medium to an over-the-internet medium, and there's that weird delay that we're not used to having, and it just totally yeah. kills the vibe. And I, that's what I found every single time I try, and I just get whipped in the back of the head, like, ah, oh, dang it. And so, uh, yeah, no, you're exactly right. <laughs> it's it the delay. You said delay, absolutely, because then you know I try and get those kids involved too, and I'll ask them a question, and then I gotta wait. I gotta wait for them to find that mute button, and I gotta wait for them to answer, and I gotta wait mm-hmm. for the delay, and it's just a lot. So, okay, let's talk about our day today. Amanda, <laughs> what is your what does your day look like right now? I'm hella busy. <laughs> I'm so busy. It's you know, it's one of those things where I honestly, you know. In YBDT, we preach a lot of work-life balance and a lot of boundaries at the end of your workday, you know, leave it at work, go home, that kind of thing. And I really, I really do believe that in a normal year, I could probably do this job showing up at 7 to 7.30, 
leaving by 5.30 and getting all my stuff done. Like yeah. maybe when UILs and like the heat of the moment, like that really intense season where sectionals are, you know, super duper duper important, maybe stay a little bit later, come a little bit earlier. But otherwise, I think I could get it all done and still have my weekends and still have my evenings and be fine. But everything that I do online just spills over because I already have a full-time job with the kids that I see in person, which by the way, you know, I show up at 7.30, that's when our band, or a little bit earlier, that's when our band hall opens though, is 7.30, that's when the kids can start practicing and they wanna pass off scales and they wanna play for me, they wanna show me stuff, but I'm having to put things into my Google Classroom. And then I teach um, seven classes in a row. I teach seven periods in a row uh, with a 30 minute lunch in there and then my conference is eighth period um, and then, you know, sectionals after school and then go home. But in all that time, do you think during the conference period I'm getting my virtual work done? No, I don't have the chance. That's like answering emails for, you know, the kids that I have in person. And so my virtual stuff always bleeds into usually now I have a better system, but it, it can bleed into my evenings and my weekends a lot. Um, so that's my that, day. <laughs> yeah, that balance is so much harder to find right now. Um, and, you know, I think it's important that we recognize that it's okay if you don't have the balance, but keep it. Yeah, to it's. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it's also, we also have to recognize that we are also going through this traumatic experience mm-hmm. with our mm-hmm. kids. Um, I feel like I'm back in first year teaching. Like, I feel like that's the whole, like, every single day you're just exhausted because you've never had a talk that long before and you've never had to be so charismatic before and all that. I just feel like I'm back in my first year of teaching, to be honest. And not just because I'm a new head director, but I felt that way this entire uh, year so far because it's all new, right? And we're having to think on the fly and just like your first year of teaching, like, okay, let's all, let's not pretend. No one lesson planned every single week. Like, let's not pretend <laughs> your first year that you did that. Okay. Yeah, you might have done that in college. Okay. Yeah, Amanda, Amanda totally did, did it. I did. I, I did it totally. Did. Yeah, I, I, plan, <laughs> I plan all my lessons, guys. I really do. I'm not going to lie. Have okay. you guys seen that? Maybe it was a TikTok that was going around. There was like, compare your college lesson plan that you had to do for an assignment to a lesson plan you do now. Have you guys seen that? That's It's so true mm-hmm. and so funny, except mm-hmm. for Amanda. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't do like, you know, the page long ones, but I do at least sketch out my lessons for every day. I'm a planner. It makes me feel better. Okay. No, then right, you should well, plan. Yeah. Well, I'm a heathen, so let's, let's just pretend, okay, I'm not Amanda's status, right? So I, I, I already knew that answer, to be honest. I mean, yeah. I mean, not everyone here knows, but like, man and I went to college together. We were drum majors together. Go Tech. And so... I, we worked together, I mean, all marching season, so I know exactly how Amanda worked. I already knew how that was going to play out. Um, you know just Chelsea, taking a dig at myself. <laughs> you know that Chelsea went to Tech too, right? You know that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's Tech but Central have, right now. We did not have the, pri- I didn't have the privilege, <laughs> I did not have the privilege to be graced with her presence. There you so go. That's why we're doing this podcast, so I can have that there, privilege. Um, so you could have the opportunity. <laughs> sure. Anyways. Um, so... Back to, you know, first year, it just, it, I just feel like, every, you know, getting blindsided all the time, especially being on a new campus, especially mm-hmm. being with the new administration, especially being with new kids. I just feel like I'm in first year mode every day is like, I'm just trying to get through the day, just trying to figure out what do I need to go from next day to next day. And so the, 
the uh, Vincent Morris shout out. He gave me a, a to-do list for today, tomorrow, and next week. Mm-hmm. And that has been my saving grace this entire year. Like, what's on fire right in front of me? Which pan is burning? Douse that one out and go from there. What what my day looks like right now is uh, we, we're on a A-B schedule. So four classes one day, four classes the second day. And we also have zero period, which meets before school. So we have jazz band during zero period. So I'm, I'm at the school at 6.30 every morning. And then I have three classes uh, back to back. So uh, the schedule we have right now is not, is I don't, I don't like it. I'm, I'm really excited to change it. So right now it's like middle school. And what I mean by that is we have homogeneous classes. So I literally have a trumpet class. I have a low brass class. I have a flute. But they're high schoolers? Class, with high schoolers. Okay. Um, and so like there are some merits for that for marching season because everyone's generally on the same par. I, I kind of got it, but they don't switch from semester to semester. Like normally, like that would be a schedule for the fall and then you would rearrange for the bands in the spring, but we don't have that. So I'm teaching six classes out of the eight. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, I don't have, because Danny retired and I picked up his position, I don't have an assistant either. So whereas normally the head director would be not not teaching the classes, but you know like pick and choose your battles. Kind of like I'm not. I probably do. I'm a brass player, so I probably do all the brass classes. My assistant, who's going to be a woodwind, who is a woodwind player, would take the woodwind classes, and I would have those classes to do my work. I mean, my just my admin stuff. Which, if you're not a head director now, and the head director says I have all this admin stuff, and you're like, oh, but I'm teaching all the classes. No, they have so much stuff that you just don't even understand. And I thought the same thing. I was saying this like two weeks ago. When Danny was retiring, he's like, you better be ready. I'm like, okay, Danny, whatever you say. And I did not realize <laughs> I've, oh my gosh, there's so much, there's just so much stuff you don't think, have to think about when you're an assistant. Um, and it, I mean, it's really cool when you're a head director because you get to make all the decisions, but that's also scary because you have to make all the decisions. Right. You don't get some, I keep on catching myself. Like someone asked me a question. I'm like, uh. And you were like waiting for that other person to answer for you. And you go, wait, no, I'm that person no, that's now. me now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, sorry. And on the day to day, I just, I'm either, I'm either teaching a class or answering email between classes. Luckily we have 15 minute passing periods, which is kind of crazy. That's a I lot. Think it's a lot. We have a magnet, we have a, a magnet campus, which I don't think that many kids travel back and forth. I don't know, but Again, I still haven't. I've only been there like three times. So. Right. Um, yeah, we have 15 minute pass period, so that's 15 minutes to answer emails, 15 minutes to do my attendance, like try to get something done. Right, and nice. so, like, you kind of learn like your little like slots, like oh, I can get this done right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been it's been very exhausting. I feel like a middle school. I mean, I, I've said this a, a thousand times, and I'll say it a thousand more times. High school directors are not as busy consistently as middle school directors and a high school director can fight me about that. That's fine. We're busy in like smaller <laughs> spurts. We really are like for marching season. Right. But middle school directors, as you guys know, it's go, go, go all the time. And I feel like a middle school director, like I, I really do. Like, I feel like there's not a moment to even go to the bathroom. It's just like answer email kids in front of me. Like yeah. <laughs> fix this read kids in front of me. kind of. Well, deal, that's so. a really big Thing for me this year because like you're saying that go 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 feeling add in the sanitizing that we're mm. supposed to do 
And there, there went your bathroom break. There went your chance to drink some water. There went, you know, any little that those passing periods, you know, at the middle school level, sometimes they're like four minutes long or less, but they're brief, but like, it's still enough time to do whatever you need to do. Change the slides that are on the screen, go to the restroom super fast. Maintain your human body that you function right. in. <laughs> yes. And now those times for me are taken up by spraying the dang chairs and wiping down the stands. And I cannot tell you how many of my students are like, miss, you sprayed me. I'm like, Forget about it. It's a shower. You're welcome. <laughs> welcome to SeaWorld. Whatever. Yeah. We have we have wipes, and so I'm like frantically passing out these wipes um, in between classes and making sure they all land in the trash can. They're middle schoolers. They don't. They try and shoot a hoop, and then it always misses, and they're like, oh, and then they walk away. I'm like, come and that's on. That's why you're guys. in bands. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> So our day today um, is definitely different from a normal year. We are not having any sectionals. We don't have any performances this year. We're not going to UIL, um, and I know that's a decision. It's a that, big one. Yeah, it's. We can we can dive into that in a minute, but um, the only thing we're really doing right now is solo and ensemble um, because it's something that we can. I mean, it's automatically a socially distanced thing anyway so Mm -hmm. um so no sectionals i get to school maybe i try for like 7 7 15 um because i need some time to like get my life together before first period um and then i teach a beginner class a beginner class concert band then we are very lucky to have our conference next to our lunch so we have a nice break and then the other two bands and another beginner class at the end of the day. But every single one of those classes is both online and virtual, um, which is a lot. Um, so my other, t- my other time in my conference and after school and before school is doing Canvas pages and doing um, mm-hmm. grading and listening to recordings and setting up, I mean, all of that extra stuff that we're having yeah. to do. You know, listening to recordings is such a time suck. And I do agree that it is an incredibly effective teaching tool. Like, it's it's so efficient to listen to a recording from a kid, give them direct feedback, and, you know, that, that feedback loop that they would call it mm-hmm. is really, really great. But, oh, my gosh, with it's everyone doing it, even on, like, the littlest things. Because, like, think about it. Would you do a recording assignment with your beginner's playing their very first note? Probably not. You would just have them play it for you right in front of your face in class, and you'd be like, you got it, bud. But yeah. now with virtual learning, everything is turned in with a recording assignment, and those minutes add up like crazy. Mm-hmm. They do. It's like you're – it's tough because as, as educators, we want to do right by every single kid every mm-hmm. single time. And there's been a lot of these, like, little – I've been calling them, like, micro-battles, like – Mm-hmm. Do I spend all my time on this right now? I know that it's important. I know that it's educationally sound, but I, I have to move on to this. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. it feels bad. It feels real bad, you know. But it's like, God, it, it's so tough. And then like, you do all that work, and then the kid never watches it. That's mm-hmm. the part that kills me. Yes. That part kills me yeah. every single time. Something that my assistant and I have talked about that I'm sure you guys can relate to is. This virtual learning stuff has caused us to 
in a way kind of like falsely judge some of our students because like for instance i have this honors band flute player who picked up a flute at the beginning of the year then she was remote for over a semester and she didn't do any work and i couldn't get a hold of her nobody could i didn't know where she was and since i'm new to my job i didn't know her at all so i'm thinking you know even though i tried not to you know i'm thinking really negative things about her work ethic and about her family and like things like that because i don't know i simply do not know her and i have no idea what's going on well then the tea passed like the new rule that if kids are truly failing at remote learning they're not doing anything the school districts can force them to come back Mm -hmm. and so that happened to her she came back and y'all she is like the sweetest she's one of my best players she is like trying to visit me in other classes she's so excited to be there and i just thought Here is this girl who is a band kid through and through who I love teaching. And I spent a whole semester, you know, really begrudgingly trying to contact her and misjudging her completely because of this virtual learning setup. It's just so tough. It's it's so important for us to remember that. And it's so hard to remember at the same time that. We have all of this stuff that we're doing. It's so quick to judge. And I've done it too to a number of students, especially ones that I hadn't met before, you know, sixth graders that are coming in and I'm just trying to get to know them, but they've been virtual this whole time or what have you. Um, But they are going through something that we have never had to go through as an 11-year-old, a Mm 12-year-old, or even a 16-year-old, you know, this is... Yeah. And I mentioned this earlier, like, what would it be like if I was in school? And I just think about my situation and what I like, I wouldn't be successful. And but that's so hard to remember on a daily basis, too. Like, we have to have that grace. But we also Mm. I know grace. What a word. There it is. I was thinking that the whole time Amanda was yeah. talking. I'm there that the entire time. Well, in but addition to that, we have no idea what our kids are going through. Like, yes. as as much as we like to talk to them, as much as we like to brag that, oh yeah, in band class, they talk to us the most. I don't care about your sound class. I don't care how much you do in there. Like, they talk to us the most. We still are always scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. We never truly know. And just like you said, it's always hard to do that in the, like when you're in the moment, it's so hard to remember that, to have that grace, but it, we have to remind ourselves constantly that it's there. Yeah. And we never truly know, just like the kids never know how long we stayed up last night making this assignment for them or making all the, like trying to make stuff cool or entertaining. Like they don't, they have no idea. All they see is the, what comes in front of them. And we also don't know this. This has been my biggest gripe about this whole pandemic in regards to education is that I think a lot of, and again, I'm I'm not in those seats, right? I don't get paid that money, right? (laughs) Like the admin team, they, I feel like, they didn't spend the time to talk about like the emotional infrastructure Mm. that is required to go with virtual learning. They didn't prep parents Mm. at all for this. I think they tried, but I think it depends on where you are and who you're working with. Yeah, that's true. But I think you're right. I mean, none of us were prepared for this, but also any warnings that were, um, you know, given out, I think were just disregarded. Like I, I feel like teachers have had a rude awakening on how this year has gone. Like it's been harder than we expected and we already expected it to be hard. And then parents have certainly had a rude awakening this year. And then the students too, they have had a rude awakening. None of us were prepared for this. (laughs) Even if someone had warned me how hard this was going to be, I would have probably, you know, 
in um, forethought, I probably would have been like, I can handle it. And now I'm like, let's get this year over with, guys. Yeah. <laughs> when we are inundated with so much that we have to do every single day, it's so easy to get trapped inside our own bubble and what we are dealing mm -hmm. with. I'm, I'm curious, something I wanted to ask you guys about is how are, how has this affected you mentally? Uh, it's a... Uh, That's a loaded question and you can only, yes, I mean... super loaded question, but I will say I, I have to thank my... I know it's super cheesy, I'm just going to throw it out here. So right before the pandemic hit, me and my wife got married. Like we got married on March 14th and then everything shut down. And so my wife has honestly been my saving grace the entire pandemic. Oh, uh, I know, super, super sappy. <laughs> no, I know, day important. after Valentine's Day, but she's been my absolute rock. I mean, she she tells me when like when I'm like flustered and angry and yelling and screaming, she calms me down and tells me like, this is the new normal. You like, yeah, you can scream all you want, but it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything. Mm -hmm. Have you worked out lately? <laughs> you know, have you had have you had you know food lately you know like she just she does those things that you know puts you back in perspective um but mentally it's it comes i feel like it's it's like it did this flashes all of a sudden like you your go from you think you're chill you think you're okay but there's been something like nudging me in the back of my head and all of a sudden one like one email from my parent i read just wrong or mm -hmm. one text message i read wrong and then i'm like lit all of a sudden <laughs> And I realized that it's because there's always this, like, in the background, there's always this thing, mm -hmm. you know, riding my back. Yes, I feel that. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and it, it's been really, t like, I have to work out more. I have to meditate mm -hmm. more. I have to make sure I'm eating, like, better more. You know, I mean, of course I go to Chipotle, but, like, <laughs> you know, you have to, you have to, all the things we did before that kept us kind of in check and kept us like feeling good about ourselves and you know all that uh what is it like self-care like mm -hmm. it's, it has to be amplified and to kind of like remedy what's been going on mentally i mean we're not made to stare at a screen all day we weren't made to do that heck no uh, kids weren't made to do that kids were not made to interact over zoom you know, humans weren't made to interact over Zoom, mm -mm. you know, and so it, I think that this pandemic, while, you know, we're starting to get a little bit of a handle as teachers, you know, I know we're all freaking out, like everything's awful, like we are starting to get a handle on it, but I'm really scared for the back half of this when we mm -hmm. start coming back, because I think we're going to see a lot more stuff that the pandemic caused that we just don't, we can't even fully comprehend just yet. You know, not just, and I'm not talking about, oh, my kids can't play this two octave scale now, or my kids can't march. I'm talking like socially, emotionally, like I'm really scared for that part of it, like mm -hmm. really, really bad. Not and to we get don't super know, dark. No, yeah, but we, we don't have no know. Idea. What, yeah, we don't know yeah. what it's gonna look like. Amanda, <laughs> well, how are you doing? Well, I'm doing good today, <laughs> but no, I mean. I like that question because 
we always talk about vulnerability and the importance of that in YBDT just so that people are able to relate with each other and not feel like everybody's just thriving while you're struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, oh. for me personally, what I've struggled with during the pandemic the most is isolation. I'm a super extroverted person. I love people. I get way energized being in a room full of people, seriously. And to have that taken away repeatedly like it feels like you know the door has been slammed in my face repeatedly as far as any social interaction goes um besides my husband which is awesome and now of course some of my students and my coworkers, which is nice if I didn't have that I think I would have been like real crazy by now because I have really struggled with the isolation and and you know the flip side of that you become really grateful for how full your life was before and i mm-hmm. i've also kind of noticed that my life was probably a little too full before the pandemic happened because you know so this year i took on this new job and in years like last year for instance i was also actively volunteering at church every weekend and i was also playing in the flute choir for two plus hours every week and i was also you know trying to eat healthy and trying to work out and honestly i wasn't really um handling all those responsibilities that well like i was very often stressed and i would get there on sunday night and be like i can't believe i have to get up and do this all over again like a whole other week with all those obligations smacking me in the face you know i just really wasn't resting enough and so when the pandemic actually hit i was forced to rest and i needed it and ever since then you know this year has been so draining that i've really tried to rest at every opportunity like for instance this is my fourth weekend day because we had friday off because of weather and then of course saturday and sunday today is monday no and we had no school because of weather again and i have rested every single one of those four days like yes i've done some chores but i haven't done work and i have just been resting because i needed it Mm -hmm. like i literally need the rest and so that has been kind of like a silver lining in the way that i've learned what I need, um, but also it's been very hard. It's like a hard lesson you have to learn. Um, so that's been my struggle these years, really just the isolation and, and the energy. What about you, Chelsea? Um, well, you were talking about vulnerability and you, the isolation, I think, is something that a lot of other directors out there, maybe even that are listening to this, can really relate to. Um, you were talking about just for some perspective we're recording this the day after valentine's day in the middle of this wild winter thing that's (laughs) happening um in texas right now so this won't come out for a little bit but um i've kind of felt the same thing amanda when this when this weekend hit knowing that i had monday today off and then our school district just canceled tomorrow too my body i I, i'm i'm (laughs) i'm wondering if this happens to you guys my body hit this like screeching halt and then oh, yeah. I could feel it physically in my body. Mm-hmm. Like like you're about mm-hmm. to get sick, but you know you're not sick. You're just exhausted. Mm-hmm. That hit me. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a so, really good way of describing that. That was a really, yeah. really good way of describing that. Oh, I'm glad I'm not I'm the only one right that happens to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm there right now. I, I was telling Amanda before we started that we I stupidly, as the head director, woohoo, scheduled a solo contest for today and tomorrow. 
And of course, as we all do, it can't just be a solo contest, right? It can't just be that. It has to be a community outreach. So obviously we have to have a YouTube live stream of like the best (laughs) solos. So this whole weekend, I haven't actually stopped working, even though like, and I love you, Lauren. And even though we had Valentine's Day and everything, like Mm -hmm. I worked all weekend. (laughs) Yeah. And so it's just like, I'm right there with you. Like, I'm kind of hoping that EPISD cancels tomorrow, but I know it's not. So I'm just preparing myself emotionally and (laughs) mentally for that. Something, so something a little different that I've had to deal with this pandemic, um, and I know a lot of other people do too, is I have OCD um, and anxiety over very specific things. And I know a lot of people listening have that too. And Um, Mm -hmm. deal with it on a daily basis and you know when the pandemic first started like I was good I was like this is a hard thing but I can do hard things like let's go like let's bring it and um, as it's worn on I've started to notice more of my OCD tendencies coming out and more um, higher levels of anxiety and Mm -hmm. panic attacks and all of this and it's not Mm -hmm. it's not anything that you know other people don't deal with and it's i'm not saying it for pity or anything like that it's just something that i live with but in the middle of a pandemic it has made Mm -hmm. it significantly worse um and you know to, to, to talk on that too like i used to be a person that can sleep all the way through the night like like, like if I, if I say I'm going to bed, I'm, I'm already gone. Like nice. <laughs> and this year, this pandemic, I can't sleep anymore. Like I wake up in the middle of the night with panic attacks. Like you're talking about, yeah. like I, mm-hmm. I've never experienced that before as a person who slept their entire life easy. I've never realized like what people go through on a regular basis with that. And I'm, and I feel like I'm adjusted in that way, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I just, just like, wow it gives me a lot of perspective on what people are going through like way worse than what i'm going through just me waking up in the middle of the night for a second and i think i think a lot of people are dealing with you know more anxiety and people that aren't even Mm -hmm. don't even necessarily have anxiety disorders are dealing with this Mm -hmm. heightened anxiety with with things that are going on and with germs and with disease and just this you know flip-flop of stuff yeah you just never know what's gonna happen every week is something different you know, mm-hmm. every week is, and that's, we like our routines. We, mm-hmm. we love our routines. And when, when that gets shifted, it, it gives us anxiety. Oh, yeah. There's so much uncertainty built into this year. That, I mean, if I was going to pick one word of how I felt about this whole year, it would be uncertain. I oh, never yeah. know what one. to expect. And that is one of those things that would trigger anxiety, I think, in any person. You know, all humans like predictability. Mm-hmm. They like they don't like change, and so they like to know what's coming. And, um, yeah, the uncertainty is it, it's extreme. And, you know, when we opened this episode, we kind of mentioned, like, unexpected silver linings of the pandemic. And I do think openly discussing mental health has been an unexpected silver lining of the mm-hmm. pandemic. And not mm-hmm. just among teachers or like among friends and family, but like in society as a whole. I mean, I'm scrolling through Instagram and there are so many um, companies that are popping up that are trying to support mental health and so many like celebrities and stuff, you know, with testimonials about how they've done counseling and how it's helped them. It's 
it's incredible. And I'm glad to see that movement and it's needed probably and will be for a while as the pandemic hopefully ends. And then as we heal and recover from it, it's probably still going to be needed. But that is a really good thing that it's coming out. I am. One of the things that I have recently started doing is going back to therapy on a pretty regular basis, which everyone should be doing all the time, no matter what you're going through. It's just so enlightening. But something that she said to me was, I, I told her, she was like, why, well, why, do you, why are you starting therapy again? And I was like, well, A, it's good for me. And B, <laughs> I feel like before this pandemic, with specifically like OCD, I had a pretty good balance of I knew what was a healthy response to something and what was maybe my OCD talking. And I was like, girl, I don't have that line anymore. I don't know if I touch something in my band hall and I freak out about, you know, what I'm touching and everything that's going through my mind. I don't know if that's a healthy response. And she stopped me. She was like, girl, no one knows what's a healthy response right now. And I think that's so Mm -hmm. important. And that... That like rocked mm-hmm. my world. I was like, girl, here, take more money, whatever. <laughs> We're going to end it right here. That's, that's what I needed today. But, but it's, you take it's six true. Days? Do you take right. like, <laughs> Do you, like yeah, whatever you want? Um, but I was like, it, it blew me away because I was like, you're right. And it's not just people that are, you know, we're all dealing with this right now. And there is no right way to go through this there's not a right way for us to go through it there's not a right way for our kids to go through it there's not a right way for our parents it's we're all dealing with something we've never dealt with before and we will get through it together but there's not a right or wrong way the only right way is through yeah like you can't can't take the high road or anything like that you just have to go through we're all just gonna try and make it through and then come out on the other side and deal with with what's there. You know, something, I will share this because I was so impressed by it. So I live in Georgetown, I work in Georgetown ISD, and my administrators at Tippett Middle School are amazing. I'm just gonna say that right now, they're amazing. But they had this whole mission, and it's been there before this year actually, that they really wanna be an SEL conscious campus. And their belief is if we're gonna, you know, support our students' SEL, social emotional learning, then Mm -hmm. teachers have to be healthy with their social and emotional, you know, um, stability. And so they're like very dedicated to making that a campus-wide, every single person type thing. So our district to deal with the pandemic and the added workload added some like work days that students had a Monday off, but we had a work day to do what we needed to do. And I think that's a good approach, you know, those three-day weekends sprinkled throughout. The kids loved it, and it did help us, like, to stay on top of everything. But what I love is my campus specifically. They sent out a schedule for the workday. And me being new on the campus, I was expecting, like, the typical, what, like, meeting from 8 to 9. And then this session from 9 to 11. And then guess Mm -hmm. what? You get 30 minutes for lunch. Oh, and then we're going to have to do this thing and learn how to teach math better. And, you know, big eye roll and be like, this doesn't apply to me. Well, um... Instead, they sent out a schedule and it was like 8 to 10 a.m. Eat breakfast with your family, take your dog on a walk, um, have a slow morning to yourself. Then it was like 10 to 12 p.m. Come up to work, do what you need to do, get ahead on some projects. 
12 to 1 p.m. Go out to lunch with a coworker or, you know, get a healthy lunch. And then it was like 2 to 4 p.m. Exercise, get a massage, or it just had like a list wow. of things like that. And it was like, that's literally what they wanted us to do on the work day. Now, I did not adhere to exactly <laughs> that schedule. I had a lot of work to do, but it was amazing. I read that and my jaw dropped. I sent it to my mom and she was like, I cried. <laughs> she was like, you're so I lucky to work somewhere like that. Yeah, and she sent it to all of her teacher friends because she's a teacher as well. And I was just blown away. And y'all, that was not that one day. We've had several work days where that has been the schedule. And to have that kind of freedom to, for them to literally say, you're an adult. We don't know what you need right now. You know what you need. So do that. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. I'm not being micromanaged. I'm being supported. And they're acknowledging that they don't know what I need. And that's Awesome, because none of us know what the other person needs. And yeah. so, yeah, I just had to give yes. that a shout out. Isn't that amazing? That's incredible. That's, that's the kind of stuff I was hoping for when we got into this. Like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like you don't, we don't need to have a plan. All we need to know is like, hey, here's some suggestions. Here's some stuff you can do, but you need to take care of yourself. They, I feel like we weren't given the opportunity to take care of ourselves in some, in some facets. With this pandemic, with with how schools rolled out, and I, at least in El Paso, I just feel like that they didn't have the opportunity to take care of myself, and that feels bad. You know, like if in that scenario, that I mean, how can you not? I mean, of course, it's not going to be the most amazing scenario, but I mean, that's moving in the right direction, right there. Golly, yeah. let's. Yeah, that, oh, they those. they did that right for <laughs> that's sure. Incredible, but yeah. it just goes to show that like. Also, you know, you don't need permission from your school to to do that. Like we have days that let me just say band directors need to take more days for themselves as they need it. And, you know, um, we have days we can take a day like that. Technically, you could take a sick day for a mental health day and take care of yourself and that would be fine. You also have weekends. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I'm very lucky that my work enabled that, but it's a, also a really good structure just to take into your time and to remember. I mean, honestly, I have not taken any sick days this year because I think something about the masks and all the hand sanitizer, I have not gotten sick, knock on wood, but I took a mental health day because I needed it. You should. And, you know, there's... There are people who are doing that, and I think they're glad they're doing that. And then there are other people. I know when I started teaching, I didn't know that you could do that. And I was really, really freaked out about other people's judgment of me doing something like that. And now here I am, you know, five or six years later, like, oh, my gosh, take a mental health day. Just do it. Mm -hmm. I I mean, yes, definitely. (laughs) I mean, I think... You know, and maybe we need to have another conversation about some other... De- we could go on for this, with yeah. this for forever. I think about- we do. Yeah. I, Thanks for yeah. that reminder, Amanda. I'm definitely one of those people... I mean, you know me. I don't I don't like to take days off ever on anything. Same. But- I'm the same. Neither do uh. I. We are all the same kind of people, okay? <laughs> but that's the problem is, like, we just give, 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 and then you don't have anything left. Yep. Yeah. And now more than ever, you know, mm-hmm. we're all going through it, you know, take what you need and fuel yourself. Well, we should probably wrap it up. Um, 
we I mean we definitely need to have more conversations about this there's so much more that we could talk about um we never even got into UIL and and how that's <laughs> going this year so that's definitely a conversation mm-hmm. um but I mean this is something real that we're all going through um and it's important to talk about it talk mm-hmm. you know listen listen to us talk about it for sure but like talk to your colleagues and your friends and your family and and get it out I hope anybody who's listening to this particular episode, I hope that they take from it that we are all um, not great right now, and that's okay because we're still dedicating ourselves to our job, and we're still trying, which the try is the most important part, and so just don't give up, right? Let me just, let me put this one out there too. This year is not a reflection of you as a teacher or you as a person. Mm-hmm. And let's just get that whole mess out of the way. So No true. one is themselves. The best high school program right now, like wh- whoever, like insert that word or that, that school into that phrase, they're not, they're not where they're, they want to be or, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Just, let's just get through this thing together and then we can figure out that, we can figure out how to fix tuning later. Let's just, let's just <laughs> yeah. keep all our kids in band. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for joining us on this podcast. Thank you, Tyler. I love you guys so much. We love you too. This was super fun. Even though it was a heavy topic, we we had a really good time. So thank you. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for doing this. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. This is The Band Hall, a YBDT podcast. You guys can find us on Instagram at YoungBandDirectorsTX and find more information about joining YBDT at YoungBandDirectorsTX.com. Until next time.